God that this is a, a Thanksgiving time. And so what do you do at Thanksgiving time? You give thanks. Amen. So we're going to talk about giving thanks to God and why we need to do that. It's very important to give thanks. And it, it, if you ask me, and I know the older I get, the more I realize it is a must. It's a necessary thing. Because when you give thanks, it's a supernatural. Something supernatural helps from giving thanks. And so we need to make a practice of it. It should be something that's spontaneous on the inside of us. But if it's not, it can be. Amen. So why don't we get started? I forgot, Miss Maestro. Father, we do thank and praise you. And we lift you up. We love you and we bless you. And Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally, every way made whole. And this is your plan for us, Father. And this is why you sent your son, Jesus, to the cross. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll start over. This is the season to give thanks. (laughs) I was just on a roll. Amen. Why do we give thanks to show our appreciation to God for what he's done? Well, what has he done? Didn't he wake you up this morning? It could be worse because a lot of people didn't wake up. Amen. But God is such a good God. Amen. He does what we ask him to do and more. He's the God of, of um, Ephesians 3.20. He's the Ephesians 3.20 God. He does things over and above uh, our expectation. And so we do thank him this season. Amen. We need to show gratefulness, thankfulness, gratitude. We need to show him how much we appreciate the the even the small things. I think it's so important to thank him for the small things as well as the big things. Amen. And so it is just such an opportunity uh, and it's a blessing to remember the price that Jesus paid on that cross. And that's why we give thanks. We give thanks for what he's already done. Amen. And so when you give thanks, the the enemy's work has to stop. This is the thing, and it's such a small, a big thing that's overlooked in a small way. But when you give thanks, it stops the works of the enemy. Amen? It, it, there's a lot of power in thanksgiving. Why? Because something supernatural happens when you give thanks. When you worship God, oh, Father, I thank you. I just worship you. I just bless you. It seems like such a small thing, and I think that's why most of us forget to do it. But when you give thanks, the supernatural is put into motion in your behalf. Amen? And so God is is so, I think that just draws him like a magnet when you give thanks. Amen? Thanksgiving shows your faith to God. Most people don't give thanks because they don't feel like they have anything to give thanks for. And so that's a faith issue. Amen. It's a faith issue. And so when we give thanks, when you give thanks, you force yourself or you make yourself give thanks. Just like Paul and Silas, when they were in in jail, there was nothing in the natural to give thanks for. You know, thanks that I'm locked up in jail for nothing, for preaching the gospel. So there was really nothing in the natural that he and Silas should have given thanks for. But when they made that sacrifice of praise, and it's a sacrifice, you have to make yourself do this. You know, if you're not used to doing it, then you make yourself do it. So when they uh, made themselves uh, determined to to uh, just praise and worship the Lord, this is what caused that supernatural thing happen. That the, the, the doors flew open to the jail. That's what caused that to happen. You know, that supernatural power that flowed from them, you know, from their faith, from their sacrifice to God, to the throne room of God, it caused something supernatural to happen. And if we could just get that, you know, it's not about 
what you're going through. You're not thanking God for the bad things, but you're thanking him for what he's going to do. You're thanking him for the solutions. You're thanking him for the answers. You know, I've heard people back in the day when I was in a, a religious setting, and they would say, oh, I thank God for the for the uh, sickness because I'm, I'm doing it on behalf of the Lord. And, you know, all of this religious stuff that makes no sense because sickness does not come from God at all. And you don't do him any favor being sick. Amen. He wants us healthy. He wants us strong. Amen. And this is why he sent his son to the cross for that that redemptive power. And and he wants us to acknowledge that and understand what went on on the cross or at the cross. And so if we um, tighten up, I'm just going to say tighten up or enhance our relationship with God then we would understand the redemptive qualities that we really do know and understand. And we would we would praise and thank him more. Amen. We would thank him more. Amen. So there is power. We understand that there is power in giving thanks. Giving thanks turns your situation around and keeps the blessings coming. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you ever been in a situation where you say, if I could just if I could just figure out what I'm doing wrong. And figure out how to get this right. But but sometimes we just need to stop and just give thanks to God. Just, you know, just be there at his feet before the throne. Just loving him. And, uh, and showing appreciation and acknowledgement because he's your God. And, and we are sons and daughters. And if we just would do something as simple as that, I believe it could, I know it, <laughs> it could make a world of difference. Amen. And all of the time that we spend trying to figure out what's wrong, just come into agreement with God. Come into agreement with what he is doing. Because he's doing a great work on the inside of us, whether we feel it or not, whether we know it or not. He's doing great things. Amen. Thanksgiving speaks to God, and it tells him that we're still expecting, that we haven't quit. If you think back in the days when you didn't know much, you didn't give God thanks when you had quit and given up. Or when you were so discouraged, you just said, hmm, just forget it. And you didn't give thanks. But when we do, when we push past the pain of the process and we continue, we just said, I'm going to praise him anyhow. You know, that causes things to shift in the, in the atmosphere. I believe it shifts in the supernatural realm because things happen. And this is the power that caused those prison doors to fly open. Giving thanks, thanksgiving. So we shouldn't downplay thanksgiving. It should be done every day instead of once a year. Amen. So uh, get thanksgiving speaks to God. And it also tells him that you're joint partners with him through the process. Amen. It tells us that you're in faith or you're doing everything you know to stay in faith. And that you are ready to receive every promise that he's given us. You are ready. Thanksgiving says, Lord, I just know that you're going to do something for me. I just know that it's my time. And if it's not, I will forever, you know, praise you and worship you. And when you do that, I'm telling you, the supernatural happens. Hallelujah. And that's just simple. It's not, there's no formula. It's not a formula. It's a reaction to the love of God. That's what I, I think it is. It's a re, you're showing your reaction to his love. Amen. So don't allow the world to cut, cut uh, short your Thanksgiving time. The world likes to disrupt the spirit of Thanksgiving, having to focus on Black Friday. You know, I think I mentioned this last year. You know, and I, I didn't know. What, I said, oh, sale, I'm going. See, because you know I love a sale. Let me see what I can find. Ooh, 50% off, 60%. I really like 80% off. That's my number. 
But anyway, when I sat and thought about it, I'm, I'm going to tell you what gave me a clue. The 4 a.m. thing. You know, it used to be starting Monday morning at 8 a.m. And when they cut it back to 4 a.m., to me, that's, <laughs> that's Thursday night because, you know, I'm, a, I'm awake sometimes. And I'm like, 4 a.m. So if you rush through Thanksgiving and then make all your relatives that you really don't want to be bothered with anyway, go home so you can get the dishes done, put the food up, get you a little nap or get some rest so you can be the first one in line at 4 a.m. That's cutting your Thanksgiving time short. See, the world has all kind of gimmicks. And it's a gimmick. Just depends on how you, and then the other thing is to get you in debt with your credit card so you'll try to figure out how to pay for it all the rest of the year till next black, what is it, black Friday. And so it's just all a gimmick, you know, and it's against the Lord, but it cuts the, the Thanksgiving celebration short. That's all I'm saying. And the world has a lot of different ways to do it. Amen. Strife, you know, anger, hostility, you know, the, the family members, the, the outlaws may come and then, you know, you just want to call it quits. But, you know, before your relatives come over, just pray in the spirit, pray over your home and get that atmosphere conducive to outlaws because the greater one lives in us. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's a lot of things that sneak in and try to steal God's glory and steal the time that you would uh, worship him and give him honor and give him praise. There's a lot of things that sneak in there and try to take that time away from family. So, you know, that that cohesiveness of a family and just to uh, sit and to em- enjoy one another and to talk and to um, just come come uh together and then that's an opportunity for unsaved loved ones to get saved you know and so i think that's why the devil will attack that time the thanksgiving time but that time really belongs to god and your family it's a time to bring those in that we've been praying for for 40 years you know that somebody may be witness to but if you chase them all away so that you can go to black friday then that's an intrusion And so I think we need to put our spiritual eyes on where we understand and know these things and we watch as well as pray. You know, you got to watch too. You don't just pray, but you watch. Hallelujah. And when you see this stuff happening, you put a stop to it. Amen. Rush out and shop to cut family communication short. That's really what's happening. Amen. So... It's the will of God to give thanks. That's the other thing. It's the will of God to give thanks. Why should we give thanks? Because it's his will for us. It's his will. And that's the best uh, reason that I can find ever in this Bible. That's in First Thessalonians. Let's go there. Hallelujah. It's good to give thanks, not because I think so. It's good to give thanks because it's the will of God for us. Hallelujah. Chapter 5, verse 16. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. And it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Y'all are here today. It is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what better reason to give thanks other than it is the will of God? Why is it the will of God? Because something supernatural happens when you give thanks. And see, if you don't pay attention to what God is doing, you'll never know that. But sometimes when things are so bad, sometimes all we can do is shut down or give thanks. You can always give thanks and see uh, the atmosphere change. Amen. And God, who is our source of peace, he is peace. Peace comes when you give thanks. Amen. He is our well-being. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. 
verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. He is our peace and he is our strength. Hallelujah. And it talks about, let's see, I, I got it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to find it. Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That means when you have a request, uh, when you have a request for God, before you even ask, you come clean. Amen. So what we usually do as watchmen, we have a prayer of short prayer of repentance. Amen. And then it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Let's see. How far am I going to read? Did I do five? I do five. And it says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures for generations. Amen. So if you are, um, if you are preaching his word and his truth, living by his truth, you're not doing it just for you. You're not doing it for nothing, but his truth lasts for generations and generations. And if you are preaching his truth, it will last to your, to the fourth generation of your children. That's why sometimes you wonder, uh, how people became preachers and, I'm just, I don't know why I'm still surprised to see. He says, no, no, my parents, you know, they were professional people. But my grandfather and my great-grandfather or my grandmother, they were preachers. There's somebody that laid that foundation for them. Amen. And so it's always good to give thanks because you don't know what kind of foundation you might be laying for your children and your children's children. I just, and the more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more you give thanks, the more you'll see things change. The more you'll see things happen. So I look at it like this. Instead of being mad, give thanks. Amen. Because giving thanks works for you. Let's go to Psalm 9. No, I didn't put it in in order. I apologize. (laughs) Hang with me. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Where is that? Psalm 9-1, and it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. See, there's a heart, and your heart is involved in praise. I will tell of, of all your marvelous works. See, that's why it's good to have Thanksgiving at, at, uh, at the dinner table with relatives that you really don't dig. Because when you start to give, uh, thanks, and you start to tell of his marvelous works, they're listening because they want to know. They they want to know God, and the way they're going to know God is through us. Amen. I will. It says, I will be glad and rejoice in you, and I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Hallelujah. And so, let's see. I think that's as far as I want to go in, in uh, Psalm 9. But when we give thanks because it's it's the will of God, it pleases God. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you acknowledge healing, what what do we do? We acknowledge healing, salvation, protection, miracles, all the things that he's doing for us, blessings. Even if you're still looking for some and you haven't gotten what you've asked him for, you know, but still you're 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 uh, thanking God for what he's doing in the lives of your children, your family, your friends, you know, those people that you pray for. So you still give thanks. Amen. So we give thanks for Psalm 91, divine protection. We give thanks for him doing miracles, blessing his people, prosperity, overflow, all these things. When you give thanks, you're bringing those things to the altar. You you need to give thanks for life itself because it comes from God. Giving thanks is always a good thing. Amen. We thank him for solutions and answers. Hallelujah. And bringing you out of a rough time. Have you ever not came out? God has always been there for us. 
give thanks hallelujah even if you don't have everything you need give thanks for what you have even if there's been some rough times and some bad things that happen still give thanks because it's his will and god is not in bad thing god is not uh he has not assigned bad things to your life he's assigned victory and and power and authority to our lives he wants us he didn't set us up for failure he set us up for victory amen and so we give thanks for that we give thanks for victory we give oh and we have victory over the enemy oh we have victory over the devil's drama how about that one you remember that line no i guess not but anyway and his faithfulness toward us we give thanks for the promises of god even if you didn't get them yet amen hallelujah you saying when you give thanks you're saying yes and amen to what god has already said you're and that brings the 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 victory and that brings the miracle closer to you when you give thanks see when you give thanks that's letting god know you're on his team you're not listening to the enemy that's telling you god's not going to do it he's not going to do it he's not going to do it and so you get caught between two opinions, but at some, at some point you have to make a decision who you're going to believe. Are you going to believe what God is saying and do what the will of God wants you to do? Give thanks. See, God's not going to tell you if you give thanks, you're lining yourself up with me and something supernatural happens and you're bringing that that miracle closer to you he's not going to explain that to you because you're supposed to know these things by the spirit we should know by the spirit and so we need to do these things anyway amen let's go to psalm 109 yeah just go back were you pushing buttons anyway psalm 107 i'm sorry 107 verse 8 hallelujah 107 and it says, oh, what men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Yeah. Look at what he's doing for your kids. Amen. Nobody's strung out on drugs. Nobody's robbed a bank or done anything like that. Yeah, it could be better, but it could be a whole lot worse. Amen. So you give thanks for what he's doing. But see, this is what we don't understand. When you give thanks, you give thanks for what he's about to do. You give thanks to what he's been, you've been praying for. You're giving thanks for your prayers. And you're laying that platform for your prayers to be answered when you give thanks. And so this is what we need to do. Let's see, did I do all of eight and of his wonderful works? To the children of men. Verse 9 says, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Look at how many things he's doing just from us giving thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. He is, he's doing, he's, he's breaking irons. You know, he's causing, uh, affliction to flee and, and go away from you. He's doing all these things in your um in your praise amen in your you're saying god thank you thank you so much for what you're doing amen you're thanking him for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds hallelujah we give thanks to god for his so he is our source you know in unlimited supply god is the source of all things amen he created the heavens and the earth the gold is his, the silver is his, everything is his. And so we, we live in this world. We're not of the world, but we live in this world. And so we come in contact every day, every day that we live, we're coming, coming in contact with God's sources, his sources of something that he has created, you know. So we thank him for that. I mean, we give thanks for electricity, for gas, cause he, gave men wisdom to create these things you can't live in this world and not bump into something god has blessed you with whether you ask for it or not 
Amen. And so we need to acknowledge these things. Hallelujah. The, uh, let's see. So we know that now it's a, it's a supernatural thing and we thank uh, God because he is the God of source and supply. I, I said it before. He's the God of Ephesians 3.20. Amen. He's the exceedingly and abundantly above. See, he goes far beyond what we ask him every single time. In fact, he's already done it. When will we ever start thanking him for what he's already done, even though we don't see it in the natural? But he's already done, so thank him for what he has already done. Amen. Father, I thank you for healing me. Amen. Because I know you've done it already. I'm thanking you for what you've already done. And see, that's how super, the supernatural start to happen. I'm telling you, when you worship and thank him for things that you don't, see, that's what we don't like. We don't like thanking him for what we can't see. That's not faith. Amen. Faith is when you thank him for what he's already done, whether you see it or not. Amen. Well, how do I know? Well, read your word. You you either believe it or you don't. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 3. The God of Ephesians 3.20. That's who he is. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So it's like his power can work in you by you praising him. Well, how is that? Because when you praise God, number one, you're fulfilling the will of God by by praising. But also you're showing God that you believe what he tell you. Because that your faith has an action. Amen. There should be a corresponding action to your faith. And so when you are in faith, you are going to thank God. That's what faith is. You do what pleases God. Amen. You trust and believe what he's already done. And you say, well, God, I just thank you. I thank you for my new car. I thank you. See, these things have to be done. And you show God that you believe it. I thank you for what. Why do you believe it? Because of this scripture, Ephesians 3.20. He's the God of Ephesians 3.20. He's the God of abundance. He's the God of exceedingly and abundantly. He exceeds everything that we ask. You you ever needed a specific amount of money? You were short in the bank, and you noticed if you needed eighty dollars in the bank, he'll give you ninety. That's exceedingly. <laughs> no, it may not be a thousand or a million, but you got enough, more than enough, to do what you need to do at that time. He even if you have to turn right around and ask for more, maybe the next week. Well, God, they're calling me on the phone, and and I need. 20 more dollars he'll give you 30 because he's the god of, of ex, ex, excess he's going to give you more that's the kind of god he is amen hallelujah so it's just that way it and we need to see him in the light in light of who he is he's a supernatural god and he can do exceeding he can do abundance he can do far above he can do whatever you think he can do because the power is according to the power or in other words it's according to your faith be it unto you it's according to what you think he's capable of doing for you now he's already shown us his glory but in this particular situation in your situation do you believe that he can do what he said he's going to do or do you believe he can give you more than enough well your praise and your thanks will let him know Amen. You go around your house and you start to pray in the spirit and you start thanking him for what you need. I'm telling you, supernatural things happen. But we do the complete opposite. (laughs) When we need something and we pray and when we don't see it, we just mad, waiting. And I think that's what it's all about. The waiting game is 
is God, um, he's saying, why don't you just do my will? Just thank me. Thank me for it. See, it, you have to, if you want something for God, you got to see it first. You got to see yourself with that thing or with that. You want a husband, see yourself with a husband. Amen. Not just with him, but see, see yourself doing something for him. Not just being catered to. See, that's, that's what's wrong with the vision on a lot of people. And I, that goes both ways. You know, men, you know, they want a good wife. I want a, a wife that clean and cook. But do you see yourself doing the same for her or, you know, is it just all about you? And so, you know, you have to see these things both ways. You see yourself doing for him. You see yourself taking care of him and you see him taking care of you. But it, you know, but it, and it's not a, a swap out, I'm not saying that at all, but it's, it's a love thing and a heart thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. Hallelujah. When we give thanks, things happen. Peace comes. Amen. Peace comes when you give thanks. That's what, what thanks is really all about. So God is plentiful. He's mega. That word, let's see, did I look up that word? I like to do that anyway. But that word exceedingly, it means exceptionally. It means extremely. And mega. Amen. And that's exceedingly and abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. It means plentitude or plentiful. God is plentiful and full of grace and mercy too. So we can't forget all the other things that comes free. Grace and mercy. All of these things that he freely gives to us. We need to glorify God. We need to thank him for it. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can see it come to pass in your life. Let's go to Philippians 4. Hallelujah. Philippians 4. <sighs> I keep saying I'm going to mark my pages and put something. I keep, I never do it. But, you know, y'all just have to wait on me. Okay, Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. That word supplication means petition. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything. How much is it? Sometimes or with everything. Some things or every, it's everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Do we always do that? Or do we just ask? We pray and we ask. Do we? It says with thanksgiving. It's just like leaving the sugar out of the cake. You put, you got the flour. I got the flavor. Got the butter. Got the eggs. And I forgot the sugar. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about things. Don't keep asking God for the same thing over. And over, he heard you. <laughs> he's not, he's not hard of hearing. He heard you. But look at it, analyze this thing a little bit. Look at it like this. But in everything, by prayer and supplication or prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, did I thank him? Oh, I forgot. I forgot to thank him. Well, cause I need something so bad. I don't have time to be thanking him cause I ain't get it yet. See, that's our thinking. And when you think that, because see, God has already given us, he gives good gifts to his children. He's already prepared these things for us. Amen. You write your own ticket. All you got to do is write that check out and go cash it. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, it's in the wrong heart. Therefore, you you ask amiss but you have to believe that you have these things and you write your own ticket with god because these are free gifts you don't have to earn you don't have to earn uh blessings they're already given it's already done 
All you have to do is believe you have them and you shall have them. Amen. So abundance is is uh, something that you believe that you have. It's already been given. It's a gift. Well, we got a package for you in the office. We It's your birthday. We gave you a, a birthday gift. You're going to come get it. Yeah, I'll be in there and you never stop by and get it. That's how God feels about us. When we, you have good gifts, he's given us freely good gifts. But we don't go and pick them up because we don't know how. Amen. Because we don't know a whole lot about the supernatural realm because we don't visit there enough. We need to be habitators. It need to be like second, what's that word, second yeah nature well thank you avis it ought to be like second nature but it's not it's kind of foreign to us because we don't take that route often enough y'all understand what i'm saying so with thanksgiving be anxious for nothing it's like quit asking me for the same thing over and over i fed the lilies of the field the birds i i care about them So how much more would I do for my sons and daughters? Hallelujah. Then it says, with prayer, with thanksgiving, prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So he's saying, ask me, but did did you, do you see where it says, let your request be made known unto God, which comes first? The thanksgiving comes first. He asks us to, to, to pray. Then to thank, then make your request. So you you have to thank him for what you've already what you already received from him before you even ask. You know that when you it's just like this. What I'm saying is, if you run out of flour and you know one of your kids is on the way home. You call them. You try to head them off. Oh, stop and pick me up some flour before you get here. It's like, and you don't have any doubts they're going to do it because you know they better not come home without that flour. So you've intercepted, made your request, and you're expecting it. Cause you, so it's just like that. You have to expect to get what God you've asked God for. You have to expect. And this is why we give thanks because we know that he's going to bring that thing home to you. Whatever your prayer is, God will bring it home. And so, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I think I confused some people already. God will give you what you ask for if you give him thanks before you get it. You know it's coming. It's on the way home. So you give thanks for it. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, God will give you that peace that you can't understand and you can't figure out. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just not worried anymore. Because see, in the beginning of verse 6, it says, be anxious for nothing or don't worry about anything. And verse 7 says, if you do these things, And it says clearly Thanksgiving. It ain't something I'm just making up because it's Thanksgiving time. Because we need to do this because it's the will of God. So it says with Thanksgiving. And then verse 7 says, and the peace of God which passes your understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What is guarding my heart? He will make sure that you think on a higher level a higher standard like we talked about yesterday god has a standard and we have to keep our minds on that standard or high like god see this is why we don't know his thoughts and his ways we can because we have the mind of christ but we don't know because we put ourselves so down here like we're beggars and like we don't know god and don't belong to him and so things bypass us amen but it says the peace of God will surpass your your understanding and guard your heart and your mind. Now, guarding your heart, that means you won't quit. You won't start thinking carnal. You won't let the devil uh, 
rob you of the blessings before you get it. You know that voice that said, it ain't, it ain't change, it ain't, it's not gonna happen. Or they ain't changed. Or you ain't changed. Whatever that, that voice tell you some everything. And so the, the more you worship and, and acknowledge God and give Him thanks, the more that Holy Spirit will help you to guard your thinking. Guard your heart. Cause some people just don't want to put their hearts out there. You know, so hard. Because they're afraid to be rejected or whatever it is. But sometimes you have to lay, you have to lay your heart down there and say, you want to stomp on it, go ahead. You have to be like that. Stomp on it. That's what it means when it says if someone slapped you, turn another cheek. You want this one too? Just don't let it be too fun. Don't get too happy with it. But you know, you have to do that sometimes. Amen. Because you have the protection of God. You have his divine protection. You have his stamp of, of approval on your forehead. So he guards your heart through through thanksgiving and praise. He guards your heart. He guards your mind. He gives you peace. And he gives you what you ask for if you thank him before you get it. Because it's a, it's a faith thing. Thanking him before you get it. Is showing him your faith. Amen. And then it goes on in verse 8. I wasn't supposed to go there, but I will. It says meditate. Then he starts telling you how to think. Because he hit on it in, in verse 7. He says, look, if you start thanking and praising me through thanksgiving and worshiping me, I'll guard your heart. I'll guard your mind. I'll give you peace. And then you will meditate on these things. In verse 8, finally, my brethren. See, he's about to close up shop. He says, look, you need to get this. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. He's telling you not only what to think about, but what to meditate on, your lasting longing thoughts, should be on the good report. Amen. Hallelujah. And in verse 9, it says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. And you won't be thinking, he ain't going to do it. Is he going to do it? You know, you won't have any doubt in your mind. See, we don't fight the good. This, this is part of fighting the good fight of faith. You have to fight to keep a, uh, you just can't go around thinking anything. If you think anything, you're going to act any kind of way. You have, you can't go around and you're a Christian. Now sinners think any kind of way. And that's why people murder, start fires, start, uh, uh, Rebellion, go out and, and do things that they shouldn't do, break car windows, because they meditate on the wrong things. And what so of them so as a man thinketh, or where the mind leads you, the body follows. So you have to think on these things. You have to think on good things, amen. You have to set your mind uh toward obedience and doing the right thing set your mind like a flint guard your heart with all diligence that's what all this stuff means don't let stuff go in too much of the wrong thing don't let any of the wrong thing go in because it will manifest we have to be very careful how we govern ourselves it's not god's job to govern us he's given us that authority to govern our own bodies but he gives you all the help you need when you thank, show thanks and praise. When you do what you're supposed to do. He does his part all the time. Because I'll give you an example. You've ever heard that voice that say, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't turn that corner and you do it anyway. And then something happens. Amen. Well, I have. And so the Holy Spirit is always warning us. 
Amen. And so we have to learn how to follow that voice of God. And don't let your mind get into wrong stuff. Amen. Wrong stuff in, wrong stuff out. You just have to work. And it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not something you do one or two times. You get victory, but you keep doing it. First, oh, did I say first chronicle? First chronicle 16. Hallelujah. First chronicle 16. Mm, okay. 16 verse 34. Hallelujah. 34. It says, Oh, give thanks. And this is David. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. He is the God of our salvation. Amen. And, and David was, uh, a man after God's own heart. God never let him down because of their relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. His mercy endures forever. We thank God for not abandoning us. He never abandoned David. You know why? Because David never abandoned him. Amen. See, we like to pick God up when we need him. But you can't do that. Amen. We thank God for not abandoning us. And for bringing... uh finality to our trials and and test because they do come to an end look no test or trial lasts forever none of them last forever but you know uh jesse duplantis said that god told him tell people to quit making it a lifetime so that means we 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 make it long because of how we react to the things that's going on in our lives. Amen. You know, we cause things to last so long because of our misunderstanding and because we don't go to God properly and take care of these things. Amen. Hallelujah. So life brings these things, these trials and tribulations, but they, but they don't last forever. Paul and Silas didn't thank, uh, they didn't thank God for being in jail. And this is something I think has been very controversial with people. You don't thank God for the trouble because God didn't start it. Amen. But you thank him for the answers. They gave thanks because they knew God, number one, inhabited their praises. So they knew something. Paul knew that when when you worship God, when you do that, something supernatural is going to happen. Now, they didn't know those doors were going to fly open like that, but they knew something was going to happen. Amen. So their money was riding on God. Hallelujah. So he knew that they knew that God was in the midst of them in their praises. How, how else is he going to be there for you? Now, you might not feel like jumping up and down and decking the halls and all of this stuff. I'm not saying that. But what you do is you you just worship. Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And I repent for not being more into it. But, Lord, I just thank you. And you can see how changes start to happen once you push yourself. And you start to do it more freely. Because it's a heart thing. Amen. And it's a mind thing. He gets your mind off of your troubles. And he, he puts softness in your heart where you want more of him. And that worship and that praise gets stronger and stronger and stronger until you don't have no problems. But let me tell you how people get depressed, you know, clinically depressed, because they don't do this. And if they do it, they don't do it long enough. Amen. You can get to that plateau that you need to get to in in 20 minutes if you would <laughs> take the time. You see what I'm saying? And so we need to offer up the sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. You don't feel like doing it. I know I don't all the time. I don't. But we make that sacrifice not because you want something from God. That's part of it. But the main reason you do it is because it's the will of God. It's his will that we offer up the sacrifice of praise. 
and that we give thanks. And you do it out of gratitude that's in your heart for him. Amen. You do it for gratitude, with gratitude for what he's already done. Whether you take um, advantage of what he's done or not, even if you got that check and that gift floating out there somewhere, you've not even retrieved it. Still, you start giving thanks, you'll get it in your hand. Amen. So Paul, Paul also knew that it was God's will for us. And that's what you have to keep in the back of your mind. It's God's will that I do this. God wants me to do this because it's his will. People are always trying to look for you. You ever notice people want to find out what the will of God? I just wish I knew what the will of God is. Well, that's something right there. Give thanks. You start there, you'll get more. Amen. I, I believe if you continue to work on your relationship with God, starting with praise and thanksgiving, more revelation comes. Everything you get shows up. There's just no no denying it. Everything you get shows up. Everything that you need shows up. Amen. Then we won't have to play this guesswork. Wonder what God said. Wonder what he's doing. Is this God? You don't have to play those games because Thanksgiving uh, causes the supernatural to move toward you. Amen. And in your favor. So Paul knew this. Amen. He knew it was God's will. And so he gave thanks because of also because of God's ability to deliver him. He knew God's ability. He didn't know whether he's going to get out of jail or not. He, but he knew he wanted to get out of there. <laughs> he knew he didn't belong in there, but he made the best of it. Amen. So he knew that God could deliver him out of any situation. So he gave thanks. And when he did, the doors flew open. If you're broke, bless God. Bless him for his ability to give you money. Even if the pantry is bare. You give him thanks for what he has the ability to help you with. Amen. God, I know you're able. I know you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly. You're Ephesians 3.20 God. And you are a mega. You're a great big God. There's nothing too hard for you. You start telling God that he knows your faith is working. Your faith starts working. Amen. If you don't have money, you're not thanking him for being broke. You're thanking him for his ability to make you rich. Amen. It's this too many people want a windfall. I'm just thanking him for anything that he excess because he that's his minimum. I think is excess. You know, he don't just give you just enough. Or he wouldn't be the God of Ephesians 320. He gives you exceedingly and abundantly. Amen. He gives you more than enough. Because that's who he is. Amen. And God's not stingy. He's not broke. Some people don't like asking him for money because they think he's not going to do it. According to your faith. Because that's why at the end of Ephesians 3.20 it says according to the power that's in you. According to your faith. According to what you can believe. See Paul gave praises to, to God in jail because he knew his ability. He knew what he could do. He knew what he was capable of doing, although he hadn't done anything. But he gave thanks according to what he knew about God. That, isn't that good? That makes sense. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me give you um, Psalm 24. I'm almost done. Never fear. <laughs> 24 verse 1. Everything belongs to God. This is another reason we give thanks. Because he, he, everything belongs to him. The gold, the earth, the oil, everything. Everything belongs to him. The devil don't own anything. Why would you praise him? But people do it every day. They don't come out and just say, thank you, devil, I love you. But they do his work. Just like saying, thank you, devil. Because they do his work. He he gets weak flesh to do his work. 
Psalm 24, verse 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. He owned you. He owned everything. He owned you and me. He says, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place. Amen. It says, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. See, that's what God is looking for from all of us who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessings from the lord and righteousness from the god of his salvation this is jacob the generation of those who seek him who seek your face selah amen and so god wants us he's in he inhabits the praises he's right in the middle of your thanks and that word thanks means to acknowledge to worship to reverence to give merit it's an expression of gratitude and appreciation amen so yes david was always thanking god he was always the psalms of david even when he was hurt and angry and at wit's end and wanted to gouge somebody's kid's eyes out, he still gave honor to to God, the God of his salvation. And we need not to. This is a big thing that we look at as a small thing, and we do it all the time. But we need to do it more and more often. Amen. With thanksgiving, you know, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request be known unto God. Thanksgiving is an ingredient that we cannot leave out. We cannot leave that out. Amen. So we thank him for what he's already done and what he is going to do. He's already done it, but we don't have it yet. But you're thanking him because you know you're thanking him because of his ability. You thanking him because you know he's capable because he's the only one that can help you. Amen. You're thanking him because you, you're showing your affection, your, your uh, appreciation and your expectation. When you thank God, that's showing your faith. That's why a lot of people, most people don't do it. Amen. Well, I don't have nothing to be thankful for. Yes, you do. Amen. Yeah, you do. Let's go back to Chronicles 16. First Chronicle. Hallelujah. And I just wanted to say a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about David. Amen. I think he and Paul stand out among, uh, more, uh, you know, among other people in the Bible, but what gets me is how much faith they had in God. Amen. And they weren't trying to show him their faith. They were just being real. Amen. And they were normal people. You know, Paul was a, a, a persecutor of Christians. And, and David was a murderer. For all these Christian people who think your past is, defines who you are. Therefore, if you have a past, we ain't gonna give you, we won't give you a pass because of your past. Amen. But thank God we serve a God that forgets our past, forgets what, forget what we did yesterday. Amen. And then when you, you come and you treat the saints bad, you think they stupid. No, they trying to exercise the word of God. We just trying to do what's right because God says to forgive. Amen. And so, uh, who are we talking about? David, he understood these things. Amen. And though he was ready to gouge somebody's eyes out because they had treated him wrong, he still loved God. And he was a changed person. He was not that murderer that we saw back in the Old Testament where um, he was with Bathsheba and he committed fornication and, and murder. 
It's not that he was, he was changed from the inside out. Amen. Just like you and me, God gave him, uh, um, love that he just gave him his love and he didn't look back on who he used to be. But first Chronicles 16, seven, I think I read, did I read seven already? No. Okay. Now this is uh, right after David had defeated, um, what's their names? Um, uh, 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 um, the Philistines. He had defeated the Philistines and he was taken, returning the, the, the ark back to Jerusalem. The, and he was thankful because he had won that war because he won that, that battle totally uh, on God's merits, what God could do for him. He worshiped and he, he praised the Lord and he talked to him and asked him for a strategy and God gave him one. And he told him exactly what to do. And he instructed his, his men and they won the battle. So this is after that battle with the Philistines. And it says he inquired of the Lord. Amen. Now let me see. Where do I? That's in First Chronicles 14, if you would write that down. And you can read it when you go home. It's First Chronicles 14, um, verse 8 through 17. And that's when the battle happened and how he inquired of the Lord and the instructions of the Lord brought David victory. And it's the same thing for us. We need to see these are not just story stories, but God is put these things in here so we'll know that whatever battle we come up against we have victory but you have to get a strategy from god you gotta know what to do and you have to hear from him you have to develop a relationship with him to hear his voice amen david had that relationship even though he was all a bad person to some but to god he says this man knows my heart amen and see, it's a hard thing. God is not, he cares about what you do, but he wants you to change. Amen. If we're born again, if we meditate on the word, that's what changes. You don't meditate on the word, you don't change. Amen. But David, he had a heart for God, and that's the thing that most of us already know. Amen. But the Lord bought victory to, to uh, bought victory to David and to Jerusalem. So we'll start reading in verse 16 verse 7 it says and on that day david first delivered this psalm into the hand of asaph and his brethren to thank the lord now isn't it something how he just made this a, uh, uh, you know a big thing with the army we're gonna set aside a day we're gonna give thanks amen and we should do this in our private lives amen verse 8 says oh give thanks to the lord call upon his name make known his deeds among the people sing to him sing psalms to him talk to talk of all of his wondrous works so in other words that's give thanks to what you know he's capable of doing give thanks to what he's already done for you amen and it says verse 10 glory in his holy name let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done. In, in other words, it's like if you need more from God, don't forget what, what you already got from him and then get mad and fold up. You know, or if you feel like you've never really gotten anything, God is with you. He is with you. He's in the Bible says he's with you as a, a mighty, terrible one. He's with you. You have to trust him. Amen. So it says, uh, let me go back to verse 11. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith ever. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. Okay, so I think I'll, let's see. Yeah, I went to 12. I'm going to stop there. 
but if, if oh and so i guess i should say they gave thanks to god with musical instruments and the harp and the palsy all these people he gathered them together and he says look this is a day of thanks and so he put his foot down no we giving thanks it wasn't me but it was the power of god it's good to acknowledge god and know that without him you couldn't have won that battle amen without him we can do nothing we are nothing without him but we get so angry and caught up with what's going on right now that we forget to thank him god has told us all through the old testament and the new testament about his love for us amen he loves us with an everlasting love and we got that think about it like this he's all we got but he's all we need amen (laughs) he is all we need you don't need anything else but him amen hallelujah jeremiah 29 1 says i'll prosper you and not harm you and give you plans for the future and a hope 29 11 i'm sorry i'll i'll prosper you and not harm you god does not want to harm you he is for you and not against you but we don't know that because you know i'm just gonna tell you it's the way you think it's the condition of our minds and there is nothing in the natural that's causing our minds to go to the left except how we govern ourselves we don't do our work because if we do everything philippians 4 7 or whatever it is where it says think on these things if we do and glorify me if we do everything god tells us to do we will govern our bodies just fine and we will please god and get everything that god has for us he wants us to have it he's not putting us through the test to get it because you can do the minimum and get something from god he just wants us to show him his glory he wants to get be glorified he wants to get the glory because he's god and he deserves the glory we can't treat God like we treat another person because he is God. It's like yesterday when we talked about um, Job and how he had to lay that foundation down for Job again. You know, you don't you, you didn't call these things into being the heavens and the earth and the foundations. I did that. Job, do you know who I am? Amen. You don't have wisdom. And he had to show him that. And so Job saw that and he repented. So most of us, we just need to repent. All of us, we need to repent. And even in the small things, sometimes we think those little things, it was okay. You don't know how God feels about that. We don't know. And so it's good to do the right thing. Just repent, God, I messed up and help me to see what I'm not seeing. And I'm telling you, when that, that light bulb goes on, that, that's revelation amen and sometimes you just it's no easy way you gotta give god some time to get that revelation and that light bulb that that revelation knowledge is the light bulb coming on and then you i got it i got it i finally understand and see with that revelation comes wisdom and knowledge and that's how you get it amen so why don't we stop father we just thank and praise you amen we lift you up in jesus name amen we thank you and we praise you and we give you all the honor and glory in jesus mighty name praise you father we just thank you lord hallelujah we love you father and we bless you if there's anybody that needs prayer you can come up now if you do we appreciate those who are watching uh, on the internet And this is a time where if you have a need, you can, by faith, receive whatever you need from God. Amen. Praise God.